Welcome to the Bleeding Cincy Red Podcast Best Case, Worst Case Scenario Edition, where we focus on one player each episode during spring training and discuss what they've done for us in the past and what they will mean to this 2018 World Championship team. And before I ask who is up today, I just want to thank the brilliant Robert Lee Brewer for figuring out our microphone problem that we were dealing with at the beginning of trying to record because I thought we were in for a long, terrible day (laughs) of uh, audio problems. But, you know, he brilliantly figured it out pretty quickly. So uh, he is a member of our World Championship team today. Uh, Anyway, speaking of Robert, who are we focusing on in today's episode? Today we've got Billy just stole a base and caught a line drive Hamilton. Go Reds! So Billy Hamilton is somebody that I really, really, really want to love as a Cincinnati Red. My favorite players have always been, uh, since I was a young kid, have always been people like Vince Coleman, Ricky Henderson, uh, Tim Raines, of course, Eric Davis, Joe Morgan. uh, But basically speed guys, like I love speed guys. And Billy Hamilton is the speediest speed guy in major leagues. The the problem is, uh, you know, and I think this came to to bite Vince Coleman eventually, was, you know, getting on base is really, really hard for Billy Hamilton. He can't seem to find his way to first base, whether that's not taking the walk, whether that's uh, not being able to bunt for a base hit, uh, or slap the ball for a base hit, or just find a hole with uh, you know the balls he puts in play. There's no seeing eye grounders for him, and uh, and the crazy thing is he has the speed to beat things out, but he's surprisingly strong. Like not not power hitter strong, but strong, and he hits that ball so hard to the infield that even with his speed, he can't seem to beat it out. And one one of the manning things I think you point you hit the nail on the head. It's it's like. When people think of Billy Hamilton, when I think of Billy Hamilton, I think he is a player I want to love. The speed's exciting. I'm a huge, you're a huge speed guy. I'm a huge defense guy. His catches are amazing. In fact, uh, in 2016, according to MLB.com, Billy Hamilton had the highest rate of five star plays. And MLB.com defined five star plays as uh, uh, with a catch that has. Any catch that has a catch probability of 25% or less, meaning that very few outfielders can make that play, and even of the ones that can, very few do. And Billy Hamilton does that time and time again. And in that year, he missed the final month of the season due to an oblique injury, So, um, which, which means that he missed more than a month's worth of opportunities to raise that number. Um, you can go to, to MajorLeagueBaseball.com, MLB.com, and see 
some of these amazing catches that he has done. In fact, uh, on our Facebook page, on the Bleeding Cincy Red Facebook page, and at uh, bleedingcincyred.com on Twitter, uh, we'll be sure to share some of these links and these video highlights of, of his catches. So I also want to love Billy Hamilton so much. But the fact that he just is rarely on first base and the fact that he continues to be our leadoff hitter, which is like the spot where you want the guy who gets on base the most, unless he's the greatest Reds hitter that ever lived, Joey Votto, where you need him in the middle of your lineup. Um, it, it's just so tough. So I don't know from a manager standpoint if we're doing him favors by batting him leadoff all the time when he has uh, an on-base percentage that's just a tick below 300. Um that, that, that's so maddening and so frustrating because you could just imagine that if he got on base at even a 340 clip, how many stolen bases he would have and how many uh, more runs this this team would score. Considering he can score from first base on a, a ground ball base hit <laughs> to the left fielder. You know what I mean? Like Right, it, yeah. It just yeah, doesn't it, – it's so fun to watch and it's so amazing and it's so maddening that he just can't – Take that, take that uh, on base percentage and getting on base to the next level. Yeah, it's just insane that you know. I, I think recently you shared a video of you know Billy Hamilton getting caught in a pickoff situation, still scores from first base. I mean, <laughs> you know that that's the kind of electricity, and that's why uh, you know Reds fans love um, you know, and and I think that it's those moments why. Like every Reds fan, like is so frustrated about the on-base percentage, but at the same time, like a lot of Reds fans are hesitant to say, "Well, just totally get rid of them," because those moments are amazing. I mean, that's that's what you know. Seasons uh, highlights of seasons are made on you know just some of these defensive plays that that Billy pulls off. Uh, going from first to home like you know that that helps turn around a game you know there, there's these different moments where uh, in, in certain situations uh billy just seems like really clutch um and sometimes that's when he does get like that hit is in a situation where the reds really need the hit and um you know you, you just really want to pull for him you really just wish you could will him towards that 340 on base percentage which is a great uh, on base percentage, like goal to get to. Um, I mean, if he did that, like for a full season without any injuries, like, you know, you're looking at a hundred stolen base season. I mean, that's just what would be going on. And uh, those are awesome. But, uh, you know, when, when you get back into like the, the black and white numbers of uh, statistics and what he's actually done at the major league level, uh, it's, it's really hard you know, it's, it's easy, like, early in his career to, to have this optimism, like, hopefully he's going to uh, improve, but it, like, starts to get increasingly hard now that we've got, like, four full seasons, and uh, all except 2016 is on base percentage is at uh, 299 or below. I mean, it's below 300, and uh, getting on base less than 30% of the time, like, that's not somebody you want leading off, even though I understand with the speed why you would want him uh, leading off. It, it does the speed doesn't help if you're not on base. Yeah, the speed and the fact that um, 
Well, the real reason why we want to love Billy Hamilton is because when he's on base, he's a game changer. Mm-hmm. You don't see things that, that – the things that Billy Hamilton does. What's been exciting in these down years is that, you know, on every, any given night, Billy Hamilton could do something that you've either never seen before or you're just incredibly amazed by, whether that's a, a running catch with, with his back to the ball or scoring from first. I mean, I remember I think it was against the Indians in Cleveland where he was on first base and that grounder went to the outfield and the outfielder just came up a little slow with the ball and he scored. I remember thinking uh, several years ago, it was Brandon Phillips. And I don't know if you remember this play, Robert, where he was on first and he went to steal second and the shift was on. And you could tell, you didn't realize it at the time, but he had had a plan that if he got to second and he wasn't going to be out, he was going to keep trucking and go to third base because no one was covering third base. And he stole those two bases in one steal. And I thought, this is amazing. I'll never see anything like that again. And it seems like Billy Hamilton does this every few games. Mm-hmm. He does something yeah. incredible. He will score from second on an infield hit. Um because of these things, he is a game changer, and I think that's why we all want to love him so much. Um, one of the other things that's that's fascinating about him, even though he can't get on base, he still steals an insane amount of bases to being one yeah. of the, the leaders of the league in stolen bases. Last year, he had a career high of 59 steals. And in fact, I noticed something funny. I don't know if you noticed this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, did, I, did. I bet you did. <laughs> um, but over the past four years... His steal total numbers starting in 2014 are 56, then 57, then 58, then 59. So well, What's he going to do this year? <laughs> I know. So if you're in Vegas, uh, I think it's a safe bet to take a, take a, that he is 60 or over. Um, and and uh, he one of the other things that's interesting about Billy is that he steals bases at an 82% clip, which puts him 11th. In all of uh, Major League Baseball active hitters, it actually puts him 30th on the all-time list. And uh, when I was looking at this list, there were a bunch of names uh, of players who you don't uh, think of as, as steals guys. I actually think toward the top of the list was Chase Utley, which surprised me. One interesting note on there, 10th uh, on the all-time list was former Red Pokey Reese, um, which yeah. I, I remember him being a stolen base threat, but I didn't know he was that efficient. At stealing mm-hmm. bases, and um, and, and actually that led me down this big rabbit hole of Pokey Reese because I'm like, oh, I haven't thought of him in years. And I, I read this incredible article that talked about uh, th- that's from a few years ago that talked about Pokey and uh, some of the off the field tragedy he had to deal with. He ha- he lost the, he has several kids and he lost the mothers of two of his kids in freak accidents, one in a car wreck and one during childbirth, and in in it. It started to add some levity toward his life and why he's kind of kind of disappeared from the spotlight. And anyway, anyway, it's off topic, and I recommend anybody to find this 2014 article by Neil White on thestate.com, and I'll link to it on our Facebook and Twitter pages, um, as it's worth a read for any fans of the late '90s teams. But back to Billy Hamilton and his stolen bases, which is, I think, uh, 60 stolen bases seems to be where he's headed this year. Um, if he can. If he can find a way to get on base just slightly more, who knows what kind of numbers he could have. I'm with you. I always love Ricky Henderson, and I think Billy Hamilton, if he took more walks somehow or, or figured out how to be on first base more often, could challenge, you know, he really could challenge that 100 steals in a season mm-hmm. thing. He's just not on base enough to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and really, like, even with uh, 
getting thrown out. Like sometimes I think the only reason he's even gets thrown out is that when he does get on pace, everyone is expecting that stolen base attempt. Uh, so, I mean, uh, it's just kind of like, you know, if you have a role, this, uh, Chapman up on the mound, you expect to have a hundred plus mile an hour, uh, pitch coming at you. <laughs> uh, if, once Hamilton gets on the base, like you are like everyone on the opposing team is expecting, you know, one or two stolen bases. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's, it's, um, you know, it's a really it's really electrifying like like i was just thinking you know like billy hamilton he's like the type of player where uh based off of what he's done the past four years he's somebody i don't expect to get on base like coming into a game like i don't expect him to get on base but once he gets on base like i am i am you know glued to the game to see what's going to happen you know like i I'm ready, like, you know, I'm not expecting him to get on, but once he is on, it's like, all right, here, here we go. Let's see what happens. Me like, too. He's much you know. watch. He's must-watch television when he is on base. He's like a Joey Votto at bat. Joey Votto at bats are must-watch must television always. Mm-hmm. And when Billy Hamilton is on base, he, like you said, he is must-watch baseball. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought up the defense earlier because, um, you know, we – as Reds fans, we all know uh, you just have to watch a few games to know what a amazing outfielder he is. Like the ground that he covers, the catches he makes, um, the way he uh, throws his body around everywhere, uh, which unfortunately leads to some of the injuries he's dealt with over the years um, or the ailments. But uh, looking up just defensive statistics during. Uh, Billy's four full seasons that he's had. Uh, Billy is the only center fielder with eight or more assists in three of the four years that that um, they've been playing. And in fact, uh, this past year he led um, all center fielders in the National League uh, in assists. Uh, once again, like he, he's he's great at throwing people out. Um, from the outfield. And he's also the only center center fielder who uh, in three of the past four years has been a part of three or more double plays uh, from outfield, which, you know, again, like, uh, you know, these, these amazing plays that he's a part of in the defense. And uh, there, there's a reason why, like, I'm sure like all the pitchers in the Reds, uh, rotation and bullpen. If they had a say in whether Billy uh, stays or goes, I'm sure they would all be arguing that he stays because you know he's helping <laughs> their ERA. You know he's he's helping their their pitching statistics with his fielding uh, so much. Um, and you really because of his speed, you really want to have him in that opening slot. But you know until he starts to show otherwise, I, I think you really have to start moving him down to the nine slot. And like you hate to to do that with a speed person, but uh, there's no reason why, like if somebody's getting on base less than 30% of the time, you you don't want them having the most at bats uh, on the team every game. So the real question is how does Billy Hamilton not have a gold glove? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you you brought up excellent stats. In fact, I, I, you and I have a lot of similar notes for him, but how does the guy who makes unbelievable catches who rates, um, 
as a five, the leader in percentage of five-star defensive plays, who leads the league as center fielder assist for three out of the four years that he's there. And in the other year, he was third, third in all the center fielders. Um, and, and the double play note that you had, the statistic, I mean, I just don't understand. I, and I maybe I'm biased as a Reds fan, but when I look around the league, I remember, I think it was the first year he didn't win it. I think Carlos Gomez was playing for maybe the Brewers, and he won it. And I thought, okay, Carlos Gomez, I read a statistic where he didn't let a single ball drop over his head other than home runs. And I remember (laughs) that year because he stole two, I think, two home runs from Joey Votto, at least one that season. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, this guy, this guy has earned it. He's earned the props. And, And Billy's is to come. He's young. He, you know, at this point, this is only going to be his age 27 season. So he's still young, um, but uh, his is coming and somehow he still doesn't win this thing, which I think is just as big of an injustice as, as Joey Votto not winning an MVP this past year. But I'm hopeful that that this is the year he gets his due. And uh, like you said, I think all the Reds pitchers would agree that he is, a again, a game changer out there in center field defensively. You know, looking at all-time fielding percentage for center fielders, Billy Hamilton is number nine all-time. So uh, that's pretty that's pretty incredible. And and you know, a lot of I, I you know we'd have to go back, but I'm sure most of the errors are errors that he's making in left or right field where he is <laughs> somewhere he's not even supposed to be. But you know, he's trying to make you know one more incredible play that should be even impossible to even make an error on it because you can't even get over there to make the error in the first place. So, uh, you know, it's just a, such an incredible uh, fielder. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, just, it's incredible that he's throwing all these people out and being part of some double plays and uh, uh, still, yeah, no gold glove. It, it's it's got to come this year. Which is why we all want to love Billy Hamilton. We desperately want to love him because the things that he does – well, he does exceptionally well. And it's like, but the thing you need him to do the most, he just can't seem to do. And that's that's what's so maddening about him. Um, and so, anyway, I will dive in first uh, for the best case, worst case scenario. Um, I think the best case scenario for Billy Hamilton uh, is a, a bit unfortunate because I think we've seen the Billy Hamilton we're going to get. And while I wish I could make the case that his batting average will go up and his walks will go up, uh, like you had pointed out, after four solid years of data, that's pretty consistent. I find it hard that it's going to change. Like, that's not awful, you know, because for a best-case scenario, he's still uh, going to get on base at right around 30%, and he's going to steal 60 bases. This is the year he tops it. And in best case, this is the year that he finally, finally gets that gold glove that he so rightly deserves. The worst case scenario for Billy Hamilton, and I think this is kind of like indicative of the best case scenario, which is honestly, I think his worst case is about the same as his best case. I think he still gets on base around 300, 30% of the time. Uh, I think he still steals 60 bases. In fact, I think he's incredibly predictable. The only difference in his worst case scenario is once again, he gets robbed of winning that gold glove. 
And that's where I kind of fall in with best case, worst case scenario. And he offers a lot of predictability, much like Adam Duvall, I think, in that outfield. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty much in the same area as... Um... I noticed in 2016, he, his on-base percentage, like that's the one outlier year where he got his on-base percentage above 30%, and uh, he got up to 321. So for best case, I, I have him doing whatever he did in 2016. If it's eating Wheaties with Johnny Bench on the <laughs> box, or, uh, you know, I, I don't know what he did in 2016, but, you know, he replicates it and gets on base. Uh, at that slightly better percentage, uh, and, and that helps him get over the 60 stolen base threshold, maybe even 70 stolen base threshold if he doesn't run into a wall and can play uh, through the whole season. Um, you know, uh, and then the Gold Glove. I think you know that the more you look at his defensive statistics, the more you're just like it, it boggles the mind that he doesn't already have the Gold Glove. Uh, you know. Uh, but you know, hopefully this is the year everyone wakes up and uh, and it happens. And uh, the worst case is that he kind of just does what he's been doing, and uh, he's he's getting on a, a less than thirty percent. Um, worst case, he's in the number nine slot. I, I really don't think that uh, Brian Price is going to be able to keep his job if uh, Billy's getting on less than thirty percent. He keeps him in the the number one hole. Who was it? Was it like? Corey Patterson or, or something that uh, uh, Dusty like just couldn't for whatever reason get him out of the the number one slot even though he was never getting on base I can't can't remember yeah you're right it, it was uh well well Dusty had a had a penchant for those kinds of guys and Corey Patterson was a prime example I mean I think Billy Hamilton is a much much better player than oh, yeah, Corey yeah, Patterson yeah. ever was. But, you, but you're absolutely right. In fact, uh, my friends in Chicago will tell you that Corey Patterson is one of my two most disliked players, um, or maybe top three. Uh, it's him. I can't believe two of them. All three of them have played for the Reds, which is which is <laughs> Corey Patterson, Tony Womack, and uh, shortstop Royce Clayton. All of these players I thought were completely overvalued and, and mm-hmm. never showed a lot of worth. And... Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was one of the most frustrating things for me as a Reds fan watching Dusty Baker continue to roll out a guy who doesn't get on base a lot, who can't, couldn't possibly steal 60 bases a year and just offered not much in the way of value and continued to run him out there. And, and to be honest, that's, that was pretty unfair to do to Corey Patterson over and over right. again, which is why it may be unfair to do to Billy Hamilton. Right, right. And you know, yeah. So, like, worst case, you know, he's 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 down there at the the number nine slot, and um, you know, I, I I think like you you said, I totally agree with you know. There's not a lot of variability, I think, in a best case, worst case for Billy, just because he has been so consistent um, for his four years here with the Reds. Like, I, I expect uh, more of the same, and I think it's really up to uh, Brian Price managing that uh, to put the Reds in the best position to win, knowing what Billy brings to the table and uh, exploiting the good stuff and then trying to hide the bad stuff uh, by, you know, moving them down. 
Yeah, and you talk about that outlier year for Billy Hamilton uh, where he got his on-base percentage up just a couple of ticks, and you weren't sure why, and I'm going to tell you why. It's because he came out to my softball team's spring training uh, <laughs> lectures where I explained to everybody how to take a walk and how to get on base at just a slightly more clip. And so uh, you can thank me for that, everyone. <laughs> so, Billy, thank if you. you're listening – Come on out. We play on Monday nights, and uh, I will give you a tutorial on how to take it to the next level. You can pay me back by uh, giving me two two tickets to the Diamond Club, and I will take my buddy Robert here with me. Um, so I appreciate that. Anyway, thanks to everybody out there for listening to today's episode. We really appreciate it. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes. Share with your friends. Share anywhere that you can. Follow us on Twitter at Bleedin' Cincy Red without a G. And follow us on Facebook. As the season goes on, we'll be sure to share tons and tons of great information, great statistics, uh, links that we like, uh, anything we can find that's Reds related. If you are a Reds fan, you will enjoy following us, I'm sure. Uh, and we will enjoy sharing it because uh, we're two of the biggest Reds fans you'll ever find. And stay tuned for more of the Bleeding Cincy Red podcast Best Case, Worst Case Scenario Spring Training Edition, where we focus on different players on the Reds roster for 2018. And as always, a special thanks to our all-time favorite Red, Barry Larkin, for listening. I'm sure he's tuned in somewhere. Go Reds!